Let's bow. <clears throat> oh Lord our God, we are gathered here again this day, dear Father, and thy word is supposed to have preeminence. Use this weak vessel to proclaim it. We humbly ask and pray in Jesus' name. I would like to read and meditate with the Lord's help out of the Word of God as found in Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. <clears throat> Him that is weak in faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. Who art thou that judgest an other man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regarded the day regarded it unto the Lord, and he that regarded not the day to the Lord he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou say that not thy brother? For we all shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Let not, that, let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace, and things whereby one may edify another. For me destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbled, or is offended, or is made weak. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he alloweth. And if he doubteth, he is damned. He that, and he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Just some verses in chapter 15. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even as Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproach of them that reproached thee fell on me. <clears throat> I cannot think of any more varied group than the believers in Christ. Both rich, poor, different languages, different nationalities, some very educated, some illiterate. I remember my dad once mentioning what really impressed him before he was converted was an illiterate person that could neither write, read or write staying up in a membership. That really shocked him. So it's all the same. How is that possible? It's possible through the Holy Spirit. To the point where the word says, if anyone doesn't have the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. It's that very identifying mark to God that we are his children. Holy Spirit. And it manifests itself as a witness to the world by the love we have to one another. By this, Jesus said, the world will know that you are my disciples. If you have problem with faith, if you are weak in faith, draw closer to the fellowship. Love the brethren. You also shall know more. It's not that everybody else will notice that you are a disciple of Christ but you will also realize that you are a disciple of Christ. And as it is, we are not in the same stage in our walk of faith. There are differences. Now, here, <clears throat> it speaks about weak and strong. Who is to say one is weak, one is strong? It's not apparent beforehand. Is the one that's quiet stronger or the one that shouts louder? Is the one that needs our help more, that resists and, and argues. It may be a, a sign of his own insecurity in faith. The weak in faith receive you, but not to doubtful disputations. And then it gives us some examples here of what some of the doubtful disputations are. It's about eating things, perhaps. Some think that they should be vegetarian, 
because you go back to the initial in Genesis where the only man eat herbs and seeds. I think that's the right way. But God blessed also the food and so that we can eat also meat. But some don't feel right about it. And to argue about it is no profit. Another comes about keeping days, or we may say also seasons. Some feel wrong, it's wrong to keep the season that we just had recently. I know of brethren that don't make anything of it. Others think, yes, we should take the occasion also, to, since the world needs to hear what the reason is, that to keep it. It's not commanded to keep this or that. Even the getting together on Sunday, it's not a specific commandment that it has to be this day. If it's the Sabbath, it's certainly Saturday, as it is in the Old Testament. Yet the initial the church, they gathered on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. But some feel not right about it. No? And we cannot persuade them, perhaps. <clears throat> There are other issues too that may be causing differences. And yet the solution is not to make a bunch of rules and say this or that we have to do. So that would be going back to the law. That's not what God wanted. God has called us unto liberty and has given us some guiding principles. The Galatians, they had a problem wanting again going back to the law. And to them, the advice was given, <clears throat> For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. So it's not about pleasing ourselves if it affects my brother. We should care how brother feels about things because it may encourage him the wrong way. He gives us some examples here. <clears throat> also in, to the Corinthians, we seem to have that problem too. You hear is about things eating things offered unto idols and said, but meat commanded us no, but take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to them that are weak. The issue was about eating meat which has been offered to idols. Perhaps there was no other way to get any meat than that which has been dedicated to an idol. The butcher shop, you would go and and by meat, and I say, oh, this was sacrificed to this idol. For if any man see thee which has no knowledge, sit which has knowledge, sit at meat in the idol's temple, shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? Here it speaks about you sitting at, in the temple and eating things over the idols. And through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. He wouldn't have that faith that it's right to do. And what's the original of faith is sin. That's one guiding principle. If you don't feel right about something, don't do it. Don't do it. Even somebody may try to encourage you in it. One example could be 
even coming to church when the weather is really bad. It's not for us to tell somebody that he should drive regardless to church and gathering if the weather is bad, if he feels insecure about coming. We would feel bad if something would happen. Yes, it's important to get together. We have agreed to get together a certain day of the week, and it is a principle that we should gather together, but to force somebody to drive in bad weather, it should not be. If he doesn't have the faith to do it, don't force it. So in many other things too. Yes, those that are weak, they look to others to follow. And whether you want to know it or not, you are an example that somebody out there is going to follow, especially if they are your children. Be careful how you walk. We affect each other. <clears throat> and that doesn't speak only about affecting my brother in the faith, but even to people outside. What we do affects them. In Corinthians 2, it gives an example. Here it says, <clears throat> If any man of them which believe not bid you to a feast. Now this is somebody invites you that is not a Christian. He bids you to a feast and you be disposed to go. You have that liberty if you want to. You may not have that liberty and feel right about it and not go. But if you go, whatsoever is said before you eat, asking no question for conscience sake. But if any man say unto you that this is offered in sacrifice unto idols, Eat not for his sake that showed it, and for conscience' sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of the earth. Conscience, I say, not of thine own, but the other. You affect somebody's conscience. We see you as a Christian doing something and thinking it's right, and thinking, oh, you are supporting him in his, in his idol worship. That's wrong. You can affect him that way. So even those people that don't, are Christians. You affect them by what you do. Some may feel right it's good to a bar to witness to somebody out there. Other one sees you there, is involved and goes there, and it's a downfall. That's not the place to go. You're going to affect somebody's conscience. It's a serious matter, and when we practice that liberty, we should be careful that we, if we do something we feel right about it, we should not look down on somebody who doesn't feel right about it, to judge him that way, or the other way around, that somebody feels that he's not right to do it and starts judging you. No, everyone is going to give account to, of himself For whether we live or whether we are the Lord's. As I live, the Lord every said, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. That should stop us to think 
But what we do, we're going to give account for it. First, why we do it? Is it to just consume it upon our pleasure? And how we affect others, others as well? Let's be careful. It also says, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. How can I eat and drink to the glory of God? First, by thanking him for it, and praying for it, and doing it in the name of the Lord. Don't we, when we sit down, we thank the Lord for the food. He blesses it. That's a form of worship, acknowledging him. Whatsoever we do, the Lord should have a part of it. And if we cannot have a part of it, don't do it. Don't do it. If you cannot have Jesus looking on you and you're doing it, don't do it. Be aware of it, that he's always there at your side to help you. And the distinction mark is if you love one another. That's by the least the world will know that you are my disciples. The Lord knows it by the spirit that has given you the Spirit of Christ. But the world will only know it by the way you love one another. Let's regard it. Let's not hinder it. It's not the love that we are able to do of ourselves. It's the love which first was poured in our hearts and that we should not hinder to pass it on. And that's something that's a tall order. That's something that can keep us very busy. By love, serve one another, especially those that see a need. The elderly among us, and they need help, they need encouragement, they need visits, they need things done for them. That's a place where you can start. And in church, even the cleanup at lunchtime is something you do for the Lord. Do it. Any, any work that needs to be done, that is a big witness to the world when we do things voluntarily, not for payment. I remember traveling with with fellows to work in carpool and how they brought the problems, the problems they had, the issues because the minister had to be paid and they didn't want to pay him that much and his wife was going to minister too and they didn't want to pay for two and so forth and big arguments. I told him, we don't do, it. We don't do this. We just do it voluntarily. He said, that's wise. Even Apostle Paul, when it came to support of himself, did not make use of it. It was a greater witness for him to work with his own hand to supply his own need than to rely on the churches. It is right for those that live by the, by the gospel to, to preach the gospel, to live by it, to be supported. But if it's not necessary, don't make use of it. Don't make use of it. But that also tells us that it's in, there are needs and if we support them, especially when a brother is in, in a situation where he needs help, and another brother goes around and asks for help, that we gladly do it. Oh, we may not get a tax receipt for that, because that's not illegal in, in, in Canada. You cannot give a tax receipt for something that you give directly to somebody. But the love of Christ compels us to do so, to help one another. There should be no need that's unmet in the church. 
May the Lord encourage us the right way. May we bear with one another, not judge one another. May we not use wrong the liberty which you called. Surely it would be easier to, again, decree, do this, eat this, don't this, dress this way, do that, so forth. But that's back to the law. That's back to the law. That was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Now that we have come to Christ, we ought to willingly obey and, and go by the principles of the Christ teaches. As, as in Hebrews says, go on from the doctrines of the principle of Christ. You know, everyone that is taken up into the fellowship must understand and is being questioned on the principle of the doctrine of Christ. Start from there, but then to walk, learn to walk in liberty takes some effort, takes some effort and willingness. But we are not alone. The Holy Spirit is given unto us that he may motivi- motivate us may guide us, comfort us, strengthen us, all that we need through the Spirit of God. And this witness is going to be to the world very effective, especially those who are near and dear unto us. To God be all the honor and glory evermore. Amen. After the Lord Jesus resurrected, and for 40 days he was seen, on one occasion they were by the Sea of Galilee, and he asked Peter if you love him. Three times he asked Peter if you loved him. And Peter was grieved to the point. And each time the Lord said, answered to him, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. In effect, serve them, love them. James said, how can you love God whom you don't see and your brother whom you see you don't? The Lord has given us the opportunity, even those brothers with whom we may have differences, to love them more, to test our love for him. He loves them. He died for them. He puts it quite seriously in one portion that you read. He said, don't destroy him with the meat whom the Lord died for. So let's be careful how we deal with our brother, even with those that we may have differences. May the Lord bless his word to him for the honor and glory. Amen. This concludes our service.